G'day, how's it going? It's Chris here with another episode of Throw Another Podcast on the Barbie. Episode number seven now, actually. Sort of starting to get the hang of this whole thing. It's interesting making a podcast. Uh, and I've really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate all of you listening out there and those of you who get in touch with me uh, asking questions about the podcast or wanting to be on the podcast. You're all awesome and I really appreciate all of you very, very much. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. Today on the show we have Byron. He comes from the UK. He lived in New Zealand, travelled around, and you know what, I'll let him tell his story. I hope you enjoy this one, and I hope life is going well for you. Cheers. G'day Byron, welcome to Throw Another Podcast in the Barbie. How you doing? Hey, I'm good man, how are you doing? I'm very well. Uh, oh, you want to introduce yourself to the people at home? Yeah, yeah. Uh... My name's Byron. I'm from England. Uh, I like to say the nicest part, obviously. Uh, South Devon, um, Torquay. Right. Nice, nice place. Lovely beaches. And yeah, it's just a nice place to chill out of the cities, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you grew up there or? Yeah, I was, I was born in Torquay. Um, okay. And I lived here most of my life. Well, all of my life until I started traveling, really. So... I never wanted to leave because it wasn't because it was always a nice a nice place to live, you know. Yeah, I understand. Nice. When you're a kid and you're in high school and that, you didn't didn't want to travel the world or anything like that. You didn't have big dreams of that. No, well, it depends. I've always I've always um, loved like traveling around England. Um, Right, we've got nice places like uh, Northumbria and Cumbria and. uh, snowden in wales and places like that nice places to go on mountain hikes and stuff so i really had most of it on my doorstep you know yeah i get it when you finished school what'd you do after what'd you do after school after school uh got a job with my dad uh pretty mundane really (laughs) straight out of school got a job um well straight out of college should i say after school went to college and then after college got a job and uh yeah, and was just, you know, living the nine to five. Well, shall I say yeah. seven to five? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just just having weekends off and the odd holiday here and there once a year, you know, saving up for that once a year holiday and right. same stuff, going around in the same circle, really. I think I was about 20, 24. I think I was yeah. about 24 because um, I, I started going to a few more places. Uh, in Europe for my holidays and a bit longer instead of a week I'd do like two weeks and and I just never wanted to come back you know so then I realized right. one day I thought right if I save up enough I can because I had a few of my mates been traveling and stuff like to Australia to your neck of the woods and that right. and I was like hmm but I, I was just I don't know stuck in the same you know routine and I knew I wanted to travel then like, because they was always talking about getting these working holiday visas, and uh, they're like, it's just so simple, you know. You just need to save up some money, go yeah. there, have enough money to live off until you can get a job, you know. For so, sure. like, yeah, I'm gonna do that one day. Yeah, Basically. yeah. And so you're 24 then, and then you started yeah. saving up pretty heavily, or yeah, I started saving, and uh, I got to about. 25 i think and then my mate offered me a a better job than i already had a lot more money Mm -hmm. and at the time i was like oh um because i was meant to go to iceland i was going to travel there and uh but i got offered this job like i said and i was like i couldn't really turn it down at the time i thought more money as well and i can save i can save more then for Mm -hmm. even a, a bigger adventure you know yeah and then uh I think I was in that job for like three years. Yeah, three years after that. I was only meant to do it for like a year. But yeah. I got stuck in the trap again, you know, nine to five. And I understand, yeah. The weekend and I'll go on holiday once a year. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, my travel plans kind of went out the window, really. Was it still uh, in the back of your mind? Did you still yeah. think about your... Yeah, it was still in the back of my mind. Um, mm-hmm. Until one day, I was literally... I think I was sat at home and it was a Friday night again and my mates were ringing me, come down the pub and then we're going to watch the mm-hmm. football, then go out. 
and it was like god you know what like doing this a lot like the same thing every friday yeah same people like, don't get me wrong they're great people but i don't know i've always wanted a bit something different you know something a bit more adventurous yeah yeah that. more adventurous and that's when i just thought there and then i just i don't know i had it in the back of my mind from what my mate said about australia but he also right. said something about New Zealand and I was just looking up pictures online about New Zealand. It's a beautiful place. And I was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. And I thought, I didn't know that you could just get a visa. So easy. I thought you had to apply mm -hmm. for it and like, you don't automatically get it. So I thought, Oh, I'll just apply for it. And then about two weeks later I got it and I was like, Oh, and then, so, I had the money there and then, so I booked a flight for like oh. November, I think it was. Um, two months later, two months down the line, I think it was six weeks actually, about six weeks down the line. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just booked a flight for then, and it was no November the 27th, um, 2017. And yeah, on I went. <laughs> It was very quick, awesome. like <laughs> decision. With the and, situation um, with the visa you have in New Zealand, mm. is it as soon as you arrive, that's when the visa starts or is it when you get the visa approved? Yeah, it's when you arrive, I think. Okay, yeah. same as Australia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's when you arrive. Because yeah. I only got the visa about, yeah, I think it was six weeks before my actual flight. Because as soon as I got the visa, I was like, right, it's in my head now tried to do it before but this time i'm doing it so i just booked a yeah. flight and then a one-way flight as well cost about 600 quid 600 uh sterling pounds and uh yeah <laughs> and then i told my mate uh yeah i've just booked a flight for new zealand he's like oh how long how long are you going for and i was like i'm moving there he was like what yeah yeah and i was like <laughs> and then they're like you're mad and i was like am i what did your other mates say? Was it pretty consistently like that? They were all just thinking you're a bit off your head? or Yeah, most of them said like uh, I was like, because I actually really wanted to live there. It was just a dream to live in New Zealand. I don't know why. I wanted to mm -hmm. actually live there full time. And I was telling everyone, they were like, oh, I'll, I'll give you six months. Six months, you'll be back. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think I will. Like, it's not like a phase, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. um i just i'm I'm going like they didn't i don't think they had it in their heads they think they thought oh he's just going on holiday you know yeah it was like uh yeah for me i knew it weren't just a holiday like <laughs> i said like a proper goodbye to my mum. you know like um like, it was like bye i'm not i'm not coming back <laughs> basically yeah. so no one you'll see me again yeah yeah she cried because she understood she believed she knew you know right uh, but my mates were yeah just mums like, always know mums always know <laughs> yeah they do don't they because <laughs> like, i remember my mate saying what are you crying for Jeanette? he'll be back in six months yeah. uh, it's funny <laughs> you say that because it's the same with my mum because i had the same exactly thing in sweden i had <laughs> my working holiday visa for one mm. year and and i said goodbye to mom and i said i'd probably be back in a year and i think she doubted it pretty heavily and i've been here uh almost four years now coming up no. coming up in may so just the Is way it... it goes you know it's it's just yeah i don't yeah it's easy to get a working visa there is it in... it wasn't super i mean if you're between a certain age i think it's pretty easy and yeah. you don't have a criminal record and you have enough money yeah. to support yourself a little bit and i had yeah. all of the boxes checked and I applied and, you know, very happy, very happy. Yeah, that was exactly the same as New Zealand. It was to do with criminal record and you can get yeah. a visa up to your 30 years old, but you can enter the country until you're 31 if you already got the visa okay. when you're 30. Okay, yeah. Mm. So you started thinking about moving, started around 24. Yeah. And then you got a better higher paying job and sort of that dream sort of drifted away a little bit and yeah. then it was just one night you sort of all came back to you it literally one night it just all <laughs> came back to me like it changed your life right one life change one night changed your life it's pretty cool it was i think it was because i got an email i'm sure it was an email and it was from uh it was um 
not from the airport itself. It was like these flights and it was saying Reykjavik in Iceland and it just brought back memories. I was meant to go there. I was meant to move there like two years mm-hmm. ago, three years ago. What am I doing? Right. And yeah, I'd had a few drinks as well. And I thought, Whoa. and I don't know why, but I think I was at the doctor's one day and I was reading this magazine and it was about New Zealand. And I was just looking at all these, uh, mountains and lakes and it was just beautiful and i was like Phew. and i was like oh, it's amazing try, though, yeah. try and get a visa for there just watch yeah. lord of the rings that'll get you the right idea <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i saw all them places as well went to hobbiton and uh oh, you elephant stones down the south yeah that's pretty cool very cool <laughs> when you're on, just leading up to the move so you, you had six weeks until you're going to move after you got your ticket yeah. is that right around six weeks yeah did you did you ever sort of regret the decision or think oh maybe i can't do this do you have much like hesitation or anything Mm. in the lead up or you're all set then you're just like okay this is what i'm doing right i was all set and then uh i didn't have no um like regrets or anything i was so i I couldn't wait to go and uh, i think it was um i think it was about two days before uh 20 yeah i think it was two or three days before I just all of a sudden it hit me like because mm-hmm. I had my leaving party as well that weekend and then right. we that because I knew I weren't going to come back straight away you know and it was just like mm-hmm. it finally hit me like like right I'm I'm going and I'm going on my own so literally the you can't get any further to the other side of the world and uh yeah. I don't know it was it wasn't even happy anxieties or anything like that it was uh Oh, I can't. I can't, I can't describe it. It was. It was. It was happy, but very, very nervous. I don't know. Like when mm-hmm. you go on a um a massive, like one of the biggest roller coasters for your first time, you know. Right. Uh, it was almost like That's adrenaline. A good way of putting it, I think. That's a good mm. way of putting it. I had a similar. I had a similar thing when I left. Very similar because I had the going away party with my friends and everything. Yeah. And then saying goodbye to my family. And then it all starts to really late in the game. It started to hit me yeah. Not weeks and weeks away. Just like within the last few days, I was like, okay, this is happening. Yeah. It can't back out now. Yeah. No, <laughs> exactly. Leave that, that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't just show up at work on Monday after a leaving party. You know? Exactly. You never yeah. show your face again. <laughs> so, so how old were you when you moved away? You were, 28 is that what you said uh 27 i was 27 okay yeah 27 years. and why did you pick new zealand over australia just because of the scenery and things you'd seen or was it easy to get a visa that you found or no the visa um is the same as australia so they're Mm -hmm. um exactly the same so it wasn't that first of all my mason because one of my friends he'd been to both countries and he (laughs) said um if you go to New Zealand first, work there as a tradie. You don't get as much money as Australia. So if you go there, he said, you'll be living good on that as well. But if you get a visa to Australia, you'll be living like a king. He was like, you get loads of money for what you do there, you know, almost double. Yeah. So I had that in mind a bit. But mostly, (laughs) if I'm honest, uh, there's no reptiles, snakes, spiders (laughs) (laughs) in New Zealand. That was always, I've seen loads of horror things on social media Mm. and stuff. Obviously as like checking, you've got to check your toilet and stuff in some parts in Australia, you know, in case there's a snake or a spider (laughs) sitting on the toilet. You'd honestly think there were crocodiles uh, walking down the street. That's how much, even here in Sweden, people say, how did you survive your childhood (laughs) growing up in Australia? I always, I always, uh, uh, amp it up a little bit. Yeah. I had to battle, battle, uh, t- crocodiles every day and fight off <laughs> and things like that. That's what my for- Australian mate did, Lakeland in uh, right. Queenstown. He said, yeah, you got bears that jump out of the trees on you going down the street <laughs> and that. He's like, always look out for bears if you're walking down the street in Australia. Right. I was like, oh, and that put me off it a bit. But now I know. That is not that bad. Uh, it's not so bad. Not in the thinking, big cities, no. Mm, no. I am actually thinking of going there and getting a visa for there. Mate, yeah. you'll love it there, I think. If you like New Zealand, uh, it's very similar people, and I think I you'd think, really love it there. My, well, my good friends in New Zealand, a couple of them have um, lived in Australia as well, and they said 
is yeah. more my vibe, they said, because I love the beach a lot more. I'm more of right, a um, and uh, they love mountaineering and stuff more. That's why they're in New Zealand, and they were like, for me, they reckon they reckon I I wouldn't leave there. <laughs> yeah, well, you have yeah. to go if you go to Australia to live. You have to go to Noosa. That's where I went for all my childhood holidays with my old man. It's Ooh. such it's like an amazing beaches and it's an amazing place. You'd love it. Noosa is that on the. Uh... I'll, I'll send you the, the link of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, great. that would be cool. Uh, when you first first got to New Zealand, you had you said you had a lot of a bit of nerves leading up. On the plane mm. ride there, did you still have that consistent nerves or it started getting uh, more into excitement or it started leveling off or how did it feel? Well, I had like on the plane, I had a stop off in uh, Amsterdam and I had a stop off in Taiwan, I think it was. Right. So... um as soon as I got to Amsterdam, I went to a bar and uh, had a few drinks, so that took the nerves away a bit. Um, so I got back on the plane and I was I was fine after that. Mm-hmm. And then fell asleep on the plane, got to Taipei Airport, and I think I was there for like four hours. So there's nothing else to do but go to the bar. So yeah, that again. And when I arrived in Christchurch. Oh, all I can remember is that it was so hot and I was wearing, because mm. in England it was November when I left, it was freezing. So I left in a, wearing a tracksuit and as I arrived in my black tracksuit, Christchurch, I just remember getting out the airport, carrying my massive bags, just pouring with sweat. I was like, oh, right. so I had to go into yeah. the, um, I had to go back into the airport, into the toilets and get all my clothes out and change into my shorts and uh tanked off if you were <laughs> because it was just <laughs> that hot i couldn't i couldn't even hail down a taxi it was just horrendous but, it was a big shock for you yeah but it wasn't i think it was more the heat when i landed i was surprised um because i've just been somewhere so cold yeah. And I've just arrived and that's when it dawned on me. I'm literally the other side of the world. It cannot be <laughs> like, <laughs> like the time is tw- 12 hours difference, you know? And yeah, it's like, hmm. and then when I got, got a taxi and I got to the host- hostel, which I pre-booked because I thought it'd be good to pre-book hostel. And uh, yeah, I got to the hostel and as soon as I was, I thought, oh, I'm going to meet, I don't know who I'm going to meet, <laughs> but I got there straight away and there was people from uh, Bristol, uh, Wales, who were like right near me, south of England. So it was straight away I felt at home, you know. It was like, nice. oh, you're from the south of England as well, sound, well, oh, south of Wales as well, you know. So it was, uh, yeah. yeah, so that was pretty, I don't know, to land somewhere like that on the other side of the world and the first people you meet... <laughs> Uh, from near where you live, yeah, like, and they're like, "Why well, yeah, are you funny. coming out for a drink or what, lad?" Like proper Welsh accent. So I'm like, "Ah, oh, yeah, let's go." Like, so it was, yeah, it was like welcoming, you know. It was like, yeah, yeah. So I felt, I felt, I felt good after Did you have plans leading up to your trip of what you were going to do when you got there, or were you just going to get there and sort of arrive at the hostel and then sort of look for a job and try and find work around the area you're living in? That was the uh, plan, yeah, to mm-hmm. find a place in uh, Christchurch, uh, get a job, and um, but I don't know. In the hostel, I got talking a lot to a lot of people, and they kept talking about further down uh, South Island, uh, Queenstown. Yeah, that's everyone, Queenstown. Yep, everyone was talking about it. Not not one person wasn't, you know, and they were like, oh, mm-hmm. I'd love to live there and stuff and all this. And this other guy, cause he was on a, uh, he was sponsored by people in Christchurch. He was an electrician and he was still living in the hostel, but he was sponsored. And he says he wish he got a sponsorship in Queenstown. And I was like, right. oh, so I had to look up this Queenstown, like on Google and everything. And just staring at it for about, two weeks was I was in Christchurch just like when I was like oh god I can't make my way down there but I thought mm-hmm. I needed I do need a job first though to get down there and that and I was only there for two weeks it's it's pretty expensive New Zealand eh um so I was like yeah. and I didn't I wanted to have some savings in my English account in case of you know emergencies or whatever so I thought right I'll get a farm job and 
the farm job was further on down the South Island, closer to Queen. I wouldn't say it's close to Queenstown because it's on the East coast, mm-hmm. but it was a lot closer than Christchurch. So right. I got a farming job. So I literally got on a bus from Christchurch all the way down to Omaru, um, which is like two hours away from Dunedin city. And, uh, yeah, I just lived on a farm, like free accommodation and was getting paid. Um, and I worked there for about three months, I think. Yeah, about three months, two, two and a half months. And then after them two and a half months, I went, just quit and went straight to Queenstown. I knew what I wanted when I was on that farm, you know? I was like, just yeah, waiting for Queenstown. Then I was just like, right, just get some pennies behind me before I go, though. You for know? sure, yeah. Mm, met some great people on the farm as well uh mm-hmm. like this kiwi scott he was oh, he was a legend um such a laugh <laughs> such a laugh and two german yeah. two german lads who i worked with and lived with they're so funny yeah it's a good experience on that farm but i don't think i'd do it again <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hard work, hard work, and I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard. Well. I've heard that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Was um. So how was it? How long did it feel like before you settled in? Because it's something you'd never done before, right? You never experienced just living in a different mm. country. You didn't have your friends and family close by or anything like that. Did yeah. it all come very quickly to you? Like after a few weeks, you're like, oh, like a couple of days, or how did yeah. it all feel at first? It was like at first, like I said, it was just, I was so overwhelmed and I didn't know what was going through my head, but mm-hmm. like in Christchurch, I was like, cause I was even dreading going to the hostel. Well, not dreading it, going to the hostel, just like a bit nervous, you know, like, oh, yeah. but then it felt like home because of people live near where I'm from and that. And so it was like something in common straight away. And then when I left there, I, but I was still didn't know what I was going to do because I was in the hostel, didn't have a place to live, but the hostel. So I was there for two weeks and that's when I thought I was just, and I was getting drunk every day. It was just like a holiday. It was hot. And that's when I thought, right, I need a job. That's when I got this job, probably about a week into the farm job. That's when I felt comfortable because I had my own, because they've got like these farmhouses. It's like, it was a whole house and just me and this other German guy shared it. So we had our own rooms and, we had a games room out the back and stuff and it just felt yeah it felt cool. like I had, well it felt like i had my own home you know <laughs> oh shit <laughs> like, it was pretty cool yeah um yeah, so i felt cool. comfortable then i felt really comfortable then and were you missing missing your family and your friends and that at home i wasn't really because i was having so much fun mm. and i think yeah, that's a pretty it's... very common thing i think from what mm. I, people i talk to they all seem to say the thing that you're so in your own world of exploring yeah. and you don't exploring know. exactly yeah yeah it was mental and it felt like and i was living with uh my mate alex who's from germany who i met on the farm and it felt like we'd been best mates for years it was so weird nice i think it's because only me and him lived together and we li- we was on this farm in the middle of nowhere as well so yeah. like all we done was just played the guitar and sang and rap and played drinking games, played darts, and I don't know. It was just like my best bud, you know? Sounds perfect, man. Yeah, it really was. It really was, thinking about thinking about it now. Did he stay on the farm after you left? Yeah, he did. He stayed there for another three months, and then he mm-hmm. came to Queenstown. On my, oh, sorry, because I left Omari for Queenstown. Yeah. So I've been living there since, like, February and then he quit his job in june and came to queenstown and then ended up living with me for three months nice so because he he, because he worked there before i did he wanted to um have his holiday and then go home so he saved up loads on the farm he did so he just came to queenstown lived with me and went bungeeing hiking and doing all this fun stuff he just didn't want to work then he just wanted to do all this fun stuff and then go back to germany so how was it in queenstown every everything you thought it would be when you got there were you pretty excited it was everything i thought and much more (laughs) very cool cool. yeah did you what was the plan when you went there did you have a were you looking for jobs lining up 
uh, yeah. prior to that, trying to find work and stuff. So I knew that there was an agency there who would get you work straight away. That's what yeah. I was told by a lot of people. Uh, I can't name them for legal reasons, reasons obviously, but all good. Um, all good. Yeah. And um, so I thought if I go there without a plan, I, I can get a job. Do you know what I mean? Like if I ask for a job on Friday, I can get one on the Monday sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went there without a plan. Well, I had a plan because it was middle of the summer and it was to party and to just sit because I've been in the middle of Omaru for past few months and I didn't get really go to a beach up in Christchurch and I was like, where's this beach at? But and this is what I didn't do my geography that well either. I thought there was beaches <laughs> in Queenstown. Right. Yeah, I thought I'm gonna be on that beach. I'm gonna be on that beach. To be but there's lakes, you know. Uh they're really nice as well. Really nice lakes. But I was when I got there, I was mm-hmm. like, oh I said to my right, my mate's German and he's I kept asking him about the beaches and he was like, There's loads there, loads. But he <laughs> he meant ladies. He meant beaches. <laughs> the way he said it. I'm not even joking. I rung him up straight away. That is very funny. Where's oh, all the, I thought you said it was like Beach Central. You know, he was like, yeah, they're everywhere. I was like, oh, my days. Anyway, yeah, the lakes were lovely. <laughs> the lakes were really nice. <laughs> they are nice lakes, yeah. Mm, so I literally just bummed it out on them and drinking and barbecues and, yeah, that was it. Oh, and uh, why Tangy Day? Um it's a national day in New Zealand. It's a public holiday, and it's when um, it's when like all the Kiwis gave most of the land back to the Maoris, so they celebrate that. And it's um, there's this park in Queenstown, and every year on the same date, what well, was the date I arrived? Just the end of February or the start of March? I can't. Ah, February the, I think it's February the seventeenth. I'm not sure, but it's um. Yeah. It's called Waitangi Day, and they have reggae in the park. Um, and I was in a hostel at the time, uh, so I weren't feeling getting drunk again. And me and my mate, who I met in the hostel, Johnny Norman, legend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from England as well. And, uh, yeah, we thought, oh, yeah, we'll have a chilled day today. We'll go get um, some food, and we'll go chill on the beach. Well, the lake. <laughs> lakefront yeah so we're like yeah we got to the lakefront with some food we're like where's all that music coming from so we walked like for i don't know 200 meters or something up this path and that's getting louder and louder and then we just poked our head up and everyone's dancing there's reggae music blaring it's like a mini festival and he's just looked at me and went should we go get a crate and i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we walked back got a crate and then went back up to there. That was um very cool. That was like the first week of being there. Just everything happened at one. It was just an amazing first week. I couldn't. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Mm. Well, by the time you got to Queenstown, were you hooked on not even just New Zealand, but like on just traveling and yeah. this thing you dreamed of since you were twenty four. Now you're in twenty seven or around twenty seven. Yeah. And now you were doing great. it. Did you feel like oh, I'm I'm so glad I did this, and now you're hooked on living this lifestyle that's exactly it i was just like right i just knew then that i had to well i didn't have to because i already was you know just found my yeah. own friends or they found me even just yeah it was just it was like i'd always been there it was just so quick yeah. everything and then like my mate johnny in the hostel he got a job straight away and then when he left the hostel i got a job like a week later and then I got a place then we both lived next to each other. It was so fast. It was like, mm-hmm. and then uh, Waitangi day, we met four other people and then we had a group of us then we're all English and like, it was well weird and we all lived next to each <laughs> other and uh, it was just crazy. It was just so fast. That's it was wild. just like started a new life so quickly. It was just like, I didn't think I didn't think when I left when I got on a plane that that would happen, you know. Yeah. I thought it'd be a lot. But you didn't harder. know what to expect, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah, but I didn't think it would be so easy. Like, right, like yeah. 
Like then I was like, what have I been worried about like all this time? Why didn't I do this when I was eighteen? Mm. Why? Yeah. Why have I left it so late? Just loads of thoughts like that coming through. Just like, well, you know, <laughs> can't believe it's just that, that can... fear, mate. I think it's just the fear of not knowing. Like you said, mm. not knowing what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen when you get off the plane. You know. Yeah, that's it's, just, it. it's all that. I think it's just that fear of that. I think is what it is mostly. Yeah, I think it's because of getting the one-way ticket as well. It's not like a mm. holiday. You know you're coming back on a no. certain day. You're just going out, yeah. putting, putting yourself out there, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, the mates, you, mate, the mates you made, I should say, they're probably all thinking the same thing, you know? They're probably so happy they met you and they met your other friends and that you all became a group. And yeah, even in a new country, you meet all these new people and make new friends and that's what everyone wants to do no one wants to be alone you know everyone wants to meet new people and yeah we had a real nice group of friends in that around it's nice to have i think yeah they'll be friends for life like definitely yeah 100 nice. like when i moved to the north island like later on that was after queenstown was it yeah they all come up mm-hmm. on a um plane they all they all took time off work for a weekend and got on a plane and come up to see me on the beach we all went surfing and that was sick nice why did why did you decide to leave queenstown in the end well different things really like i'd I'd spent most of my time there and uh i've got really itchy feet now (laughs) so did that scare you a little bit yeah a bit but i thought i thought right I've been here a while now, so why don't I just move up north? Like, it was just in my head. It was like, look, I've moved from England to here. Surely I can move yeah, up north sure, exactly. and do exactly the same. Exactly, yeah. A lot easier, yeah. you know? So I um, built a camper van, and uh, the uh, girlfriend I was with at the time, she um, she needed to go back to France anyway. So... Um, mm-hmm. I thought we thought, yeah, and she wanted to see all the West Coast, and so did I. So I thought, and I was like, well, I want to move to the North Island anyway. So I thought, yeah, your last two weeks of you being here, why don't we just drive up the West Coast in my camper, you know, see all of that, have an amazing time surfing that, and go to the North Island, and then you can get on your plane, and then I can start my life up the North then. Yeah. And that's what we did. It was, um, yeah, it was rather. That's interesting. Amazing. You say, sorry to interrupt, but you're yeah, uh, building building a camper. That's was that an expensive exercise, or you'd had some experience in doing that in the past? Nah. Um. Well, I'm a carpenter by trade, so um, right. I I didn't build the whole the van. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I bought an old clapped out van. Um. Put it through a waff and just ripped all the seats out, basically all the interior, and just uh built a bed and yeah it's just yeah, uh, nice lo- loads of storage room for everything um yeah it was very comfortable and yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> very cool living out of a camper how yeah. was it up north amazing uh just yeah. like yeah totally different totally different again though um like queenstown if you go to queenstown it's just so touristicky. Like everyone who lived there are either from Europe, uh, Australia, America, Canada, um, you name it, Asia. Um, you don't really see much, many Kiwis, you know, or Maldives. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just, um, it's just proper touristy. The people who live there. That's why it's so expensive. It's just a tourist trap. But um, mm. you go up north, and it's the totally opposite. You know. Unless you're, unless you go to places like the Coromandel, Hawkes Bay, all the beautiful tourist places again, then you're not yeah. really gonna bump into many people. So it was a bit, um, it was a bit different when I got to the north because, because uh, I was traveling for two weeks of the south, and when I got to the north, I thought, where am I gonna go? I was running out of money. I dropped my ex off at the airport, and I didn't know, I didn't have a Scooby where to go, and uh. Mm-hmm. I just kept driving up and up and up, uh, literally until I run out of fuel and money. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, it was that bad, but I was sound because I had a full tank of petrol and I had tin food and stuff. I was just, yeah, not a care of the world. Yeah, I had a board and it was just like, 
not a care what I've what, what am I eating today some pasta and tuna do you know and what whatever's under my in my storage you know and it was sound yeah. but and then like relation re, oh, realistic yeah reality kicked in one day and then it was like wow well, you know I've had my fun it's been a month now so I better look for a job again and then I was like oh well I ain't got no money uh I still had all my tools and that from Queenstown. So I had all my tools to get me a job and I had a car and, but I didn't want to be living out of my car and working either. <laughs> uh, so I was like, yeah. I need somewhere to live, but I've got no money to, cause it's expensive there. And, um, I went on this site called, uh, couch surfing. It's an app. Um, and cause someone told me about it. They were like, go on couch surfing. I do it all the time. I was like, what is that? And it's like, people just like put you up for a night or something i'm like all right so i was in rotorua but i have all natural springs or natural hot pools and that at the time and i was like right i thought i'd try this app out so i went on it and i messaged someone like messaged me back like five minutes later like yeah sure i thought this is a bit weird like i was just just driving to some girl's house natalie (laughs) natalia yeah yeah but she was brilliant she's a legend like she's originally from russia um and i got there and she had this massive tent in the garden oh like it was like a uh a native american indian tent like the massive teepees and she was like you can stay in it like and we started talking that drinking and I told her my situation that and she she used to do it in England when she because she traveled England a lot so she used to couch surf there and I was like oh nice and she said I just helped out taking her dogs out well ended up building a a shed for a goat a goat shed (laughs) which was pretty cool because she had a goat as a pet as you do in New Zealand yeah um called rice (laughs) and uh yeah so I built a goat shed and I just lived in that tent for a bit and then we had to take the tent down because it was getting so cold. So I lived in a house for a bit. Um, and then, well, I'm oh, sorry. I already got a job when I was in the tent. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I mean. I already had this job lined up. That's why I needed somewhere to stay. So I got the job and then stayed with her for a bit. And then she had this mate called Dan, who's a Kiwi, a proper legend. Um, he was always getting on the, like on the Friday with him, like having a few beers with him and that. And he said, I've got a spare room at mine. Like, just come here. And it was cheap renting that as well. I was like, sound, nice one. Like, so I've got my job Very now. Cool. And yeah, it just all happened again, you know. Yeah, it all fell into place. That's cool. Again, yeah. And like, because he is proper Kiwi. Like, we were going hunting all the time with his guns and that. It was sick. Um, Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Like, they're, yeah. both, they're both living down the South Island now. They both sold their houses uh bought a house down south like which is they've got so much land and that they're just living off the land and that's brilliant hunting that they're having a way nice. of time now mm. you keep in touch with them yeah yeah all the time oh, that's why nice. if i go out that way again i'll probably well to australia i'll probably get like a three-month tourist visa for new zealand and uh go live with them for a bit chill with them and how cool is that yeah it's so awesome cool. yeah it really is what uh so you ended up moving on from New Zealand was that itchy feet again um I don't know why I left <laughs> I really don't okay uh it must have been the itchy feet it must have because mm-hmm. and I and I do not know why I picked Vietnam of all the places um I know I got told a few times I was sick mm-hmm. to travel and that but I don't know. I think actually, to be fair, I was drunk one night and I got a big tax rebate, and I just booked a a flight to Nam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was half alcohol <laughs> induced that one. Um, yeah, right. You booked it that night. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. a I got a pretty big tax rebate from working in New Zealand, and I was just yeah. Like, hmm. And then I booked it for my birthday in June as well, which was a month away. And I was still saving at the time as well, so I had quite a bit of coins. Did so you book it like, for a holiday? Nah, I booked a one-way flight. Um, my mate, I was talking to my mate at the time, and he was like, I'll get you a job there. Like, he was like, 
but I told him how much I had and he was like, mate, you can live like a king for months there anyway, or get a flight wherever, just, just, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. So I just left, uh, Vietnam, <laughs> sold my car and everything. Um, yeah, quit my job again. And that was a great job I had as well. So it's like, I don't know, looking back, I've, probably was silly of me but then it pro- it wasn't because i've experienced a year in vietnam as well um i don't know i, mean, you exactly, yeah. I won't say it's a regret because you know, i don't regret anything that i've done in every day living doing what i've been doing you know but i don't know i do wish yeah. i could have stayed in new zealand sometimes but i don't because I wouldn't have experienced Vietnam either. <laughs> so it's one of them. If I could yeah. move to New Zealand tomorrow, I would. What well, did you ever, did you consider going home? Uh, okay. Yeah, I considered going home when I was in New Zealand, to be fair, just to, um, just for one Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause Christmas there was very hot. <laughs> it was different. Uh, Cause it's meant to be, it's, christmas it didn't feel right. like christmas it didn't feel like christmas because just the heat it was so different i'm used to freezing cold temperatures at christmas time so yeah it was yeah christmas in the sun was very weird for me that was that was one yeah. of the things that made me miss home a bit you know like oh i actually want to be cold now you know eating this roast dinner and yeah being with your family as well i guess yeah yeah that's it it's just um yeah it was a bit weird okay so you want to talk about your how it was in vietnam for you yeah um now that place was a giant culture shock (laughs) um for me it was nothing like um new zealand where it was easy I would say, um, yeah, when I first got there and it was that, oh, it was that bad. I found myself like having a beer just to, I don't know, just to sort my head out. Cause it was like, mm-hmm. I was a bit, um, how do I say it? Anxious. Yeah, I definitely was anxious there. Yeah. Um, cause I've suffered with anxieties before, especially back in England. Yeah. Um, and this was the first time in like two years that I was feeling that way. I didn't feel at home. I didn't feel I had friends or anything. Um, yeah. How long did I, that last? <laughs> a good few months, to be fair. Okay. Yeah. But I'd never really got out of the habit there either. Um, it was weird. It was. Yeah, it was very hard to explain. It was still like I, I didn't have my close-knit of families, even though I did in the end. Well, I did first two months in. Like, I, had, I had good mates and stuff. Well, even someone from back home, who uh, from back in England, who I grew up with was living there, and he was a good mate of mine, but I still felt uh, distant. Right. And I couldn't... I could I could never put my finger on it either. It was... Uh, yeah, it was weird for me. It, maybe it might have been the language, but I don't think it was even a language barrier because lots of people talk English there and there's lots of many expats there. Because when I was living in Teho, um, Hanoi, Westlake, uh, it's just full of uh, Europeans and Westerners. So it's great atmosphere and that. But I don't know. It was different for me. Very different. Did you consider going back to New Zealand or going back home or going somewhere else? Yeah. Um, I was thinking Europe at the time uh, to see right. my to see my ex um, in France um, because she came, she came and visited me straight away as soon as I went to Vietnam. She mm-hmm. came, she surprised me on my birthday. She came and surprised me in Vietnam. I thought that was amazing of her um she came she came for two weeks and um we traveled all up the uh the south the very bottom up of mune all the beaches you know surfing and yeah Yeah. it was brilliant it was brilliant and we was just on a little moped two of us just on one moped (laughs) it was a fun experience it felt better better when she was there 
Oh yeah, film like, it. But yeah. I, I still wasn't myself. I was down the south, down in Saigon, and my friend from back home, uh, Mario, uh, he was like, "Come to Hanoi. I can put you on. Can get you a job. Like you know, uh, teaching English." And uh, I was like, "Well, I've got nothing. Like I literally had enough money for a plane to Hanoi from Saigon, enough mm-hmm. for a, enough money for a moped." and a month's rent so i thought yeah that is my best option i've got enough for my month's rent i've got enough for a plane ticket and enough for a motorbike to get me to work every day that is my best option right now so i've done right. that um he got he put me on um some groups on facebook and then i found a job my three month visa was about to run out and then he just uh applied to get another one so i got another three month visa and I done that like three times, so I stayed there for like nine and a half months. In the end, was this a? Did this experience of Vietnam not being as maybe as positive as New Zealand? Did it turn you off the idea of traveling at all, or did it make oh, you no. want to? Not at all. Nah, nah, I still want to travel as okay. much as I can. Yeah, um, still wanted to live abroad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, when I um, because when I left Vietnam, uh. I left due to all the schools shut and there was no work because of the coronavirus. Yeah, I was going to um, ask you about that. Mm, yeah, it was really bad. Everything was locked down. Um, How did that go for you? The, did, did, did Where I am, the news sort of slowly broke and broke and broke, but in your situation, were you getting closer and closer to thinking, hey, maybe I'll have to leave? Or did you think at first it was just like, oh, this will blow over, this won't be any problems? Well, yeah, at the start, I didn't think it was as bad as what I just thought it was going to be in China and stay in China. That's what everyone thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Because that's what the media was telling us. And um, mm-hmm. not to worry, you know, as they say, not to worry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was getting, because it was Tet Holiday, because we, we were off from the 21st of January, I think, Uh because the Tet holiday, Chinese New Year, um, 21st January till the 15th of February. Um, That's when it started getting worse, the virus. Mm -hmm. And um, they were like, right, we've got to postpone the schools from being open for two weeks. So I was like, all right, I can kind of live with that. I've still got some money left. Mm -hmm. It's cheap here, you know. Um, And after that two well after the first week they said extend it another week and then they just kept extending it for another week it was yeah. like whoa uh what's going on here like i'm running low um <laughs> rent's due and stuff like that and uh yeah yeah it's pretty bad and then um it got that bad like i've been on my own like surviving the past yeah it got to that point that i had to f- lend some money off my dad to get a flight home but um but he said uh right (laughs) and then when i told him i booked a flight to amsterdam he's like what i thought you were coming home i was (laughs) like i was like well i've been messaging people in amsterdam for to get work and he's like all right yeah and um and i had a job my mate uh who i met in new zealand really good mate of mine one of my best mates sammy um he was now living in Amsterdam he even um he come to see me at Christmas in Vietnam uh I had a Christmas mm-hmm. dinner with him in Vietnam and that yeah lovely guy um yeah and he was like I said yeah because he had it in my head he was like just come to Amsterdam get a job here you can stay with me so I was like all right so I stayed at his for like a couple of weeks um and I was waiting on this job and this job kept getting back to me we get back to you and I was like what's going on and we was in the pub um because he worked in a bar at the time and it was announced on the news that all bars and all coffee shops and everything gets closed at six o'clock tonight and like what um so yeah and then the job rang me and said that um all the sites have closed down so um we can't take you on right now i was like oh bummer here we go um yeah so yeah, so then that was it. It was like I'm gonna have to go home now, you know. <laughs> like so, yeah, because I was just gonna start off there again in Amsterdam, work there hard there, and 
save and then travel more and go somewhere else. But got to the point that I had to come back in the end, you know? Yeah, how did it feel to come back? Uh, weird, a bit weird uh, because it wasn't really by choice, you know? It wasn't like, oh, I planned it and want to go back. If I wanted to come back, I really wanted to come back with loads of money so I could get a, a flat and a car, you know? Um, yeah, but I had to come back with nothing and yeah, here I am. <laughs> and your plan is to go back out, right? Oh, yeah, as soon as I can. Um, I'm not sure where yet, but... Um, I literally, funny enough, I got an email two days ago from that job in Amsterdam, seeing if I um, still wanted that job. But um, I'm not too sure yet. Um, just stuck around waiting, really, like everyone else, with what's going on in the world at the moment. It's, um, it'll be pretty selfish of me to get on a plane, I reckon. And I don't know. Um, it's pretty difficult to at the moment, too, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's one of them, isn't it? It's... Um, yeah, but it sounds like you had an amazing experience in your first time away. Oh yeah, like, yeah. um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I couldn't think of any other words. It's just right, unreal, unreal. <laughs> Did it change your perspective at all on life and what you wanted to get out of life? Oh, definitely. That's why I said I, I really wished that I travelled when I was younger. I'd have a lot more time to think of things because it's harder for me because I'm I'm 30 in June, so it's harder for me to get visas now. So, sorry, you're still as hooked as ever on going Trumbling. out and living abroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, I just I don't know. I don't think like people say like your home and stuff, and it's like well. Your home is where you feel comfortable, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if I can feel comfortable anywhere in the world, why not go to anywhere in the world and yeah, let that be my home for until I find where my home really is, where I, where I want it to be, you know, and not just my home as in where I was born. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It doesn't have to be the place. Exactly. That's it. Was it? Do you have any good travel advice to the people? You picked up along the way for travel travel while you're younger i reckon that's good i reckon that's good i haven't, I haven't I heard that haven't heard that one yet that's good yeah because well that's one of my actual regrets is not doing it a lot sooner a lot sooner mm-hmm. i reckon a lot younger and a lot sooner um because i could i could be i don't know where i'd be right now if i started even when i was 20 or 24 like I was supposed to you know um yeah and just I don't know always get a one-way ticket probably a one-way flight just so you know you're not coming back so you know that you're going there for the reason to live there and not it's not just a holiday you know yeah that makes sense one-way plane ticket do you have any advice for someone who was in your situation? I mean, I guess just travel younger or do you have any advice to get over that fear of, because you didn't really have a fear, but you sort of kept putting it back since you were 24. Yeah. Germany. Yeah. Don't put it back. If you've got the idea. Yeah. If you're going to do it, just do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't even think you about try it. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like you said, visas are cheap, you know, it's cheap to get a, a 12-month working holiday visa for New Zealand or Australia or most well most places in Europe if if you're European there's free to you don't even need a visa um just do it like uh yeah just do it you'd recommend New Zealand oh yeah 100 100% right 100% that's why I extended my visa I got a um another year extension when I was there because I was like, I'm not ready to leave this place. Um, yeah. Um, if you've got the money, just save up, leave college, save up, get get that nine to five in, do that for a couple of years, yeah. save up big pennies and go. Just go. That's just, pretty much the general advice everyone sort of gives, just that you have to try it if you want to do uh-huh. it. You have to try it, or you're going to be hating yourself, or kicking yourself later for not having well, tried it. to do it. You know, 
That's it. It cost me £150 for that 12-month working holiday visa. And it cost mm-hmm. me £600 for my flight. So that's £750. And you've got to have like £2,000 in your bank to enter. So that's yeah, uh, £2,750 to go and live your dream, you know? Like, yeah, um, exactly. It's yeah <laughs> it's that easy but i didn't ever think it would be that easy yeah um, but it is it really is That's you mean I, leading up to getting the visas and everything you thought it'd yeah, be more difficult i thought it'd be yeah. well more difficult um like i thought yeah i thought it'd be well more difficult than just going online and typing in your um where you're from uh your passport number I thought, it's, just, yeah. it's just like buying a plane ticket really but yeah mm. i mean i thought exactly the same it's the same in sweden mm. and i thought well i can apply i don't know why they'd accept me i don't know why they didn't yeah. i don't know i just didn't think it'd be as easy as it was it's like <laughs> I could do it tonight, be, accept, be accepted on wednesday if i did it on monday sometimes like if it's a it's an easy week or whatever and it's just like crazy how easy it is yeah and it's, yeah yeah it's, it's so easy and that's why i wish i'd done it a lot younger but like I said, a, what, a decade ago, because I'm nearly 30 now, like not many of my mates and that were doing it. So it was like n- not really heard of that, you know, just moving yeah. abroad until you hear of some people like, oh, he's living in Spain now or something. It's like, oh. And then you get to wonder, you're like, how's he living there? Like how? Yeah. You just move there. Yeah. and So you start looking into it more online and, you, oh, there's a visa. Oh, what's that? A 12-month working holiday visa so i can work there as well as um too easy as they say in new zealand too easy mate (laughs) too easy mate (laughs) too easy mate yeah do they say brew a lot there right yeah brew 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 me brew chur brew (laughs) yeah i like that chur we don't have chur in australia so do i oh they're legends out there so funny as well yeah yeah cheer me brew do you think that's your favorite part about about your about your trips about your experiences and that was it, was it the people you met along the way yeah definitely it definitely has to come down yeah. to the people you with as well but you, you find them straight away because you're all in the hostel that's why i love yeah, never, you're all there for the same reason you know exactly even if i go on hot even if i go on a holiday now to like spain or something for a week i'd go to a hostel i wouldn't even pick a expensive hotel anymore because that's where right. you meet that's where you meet everyone it's, yeah um, that's true it's awesome that's good travel <laughs> advice isn't it yeah it that's really is advice for us. it really is yeah. it's like it's like being in college again or uni you know what i mean because you yeah there's younger people there as well so it makes you you know like feel a bit younger again as well it's yeah it's it's mental it really is it's, yeah it's more communal it's more communal to be in that environment mm. and because they're all there for the same thing you know they're all traveling yeah like, budgeting and yeah. yeah so and then you get to know everyone's experiences where they've been and it's a lot more socialized you socialize a lot more than just getting a hotel room for yourself and you know it's yeah you get to know who you really are and who the people around you really are you know because you're basically living with them in a hostel yeah that's true mm. well, that's good good advice there man yeah. good advice yeah. I, I forgot yeah. to ask you this earlier do you have any must-sees in new zealand when you were there like places you you would recommend people have to go if they go visit oh yeah 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 uh the bay of plenty uh okay coromandel fungamata um and queenstown obviously the mountains are un- yeah. yeah the mountains are unreal there good um you just all the hiking on your doorstep there like wide creek yeah. uh ben lamond uh glen orkey trails there's, there's too many of them the remarkables remarkable summit yeah it's just all on your doorstep don't have to pay anything just get up those mountains <laughs> it's fun well uh byron it's been great to have you on mate thanks so much for being on it's been a blast yeah thanks for having me on it's been great I really appreciate it. You have a great story, and I really hope you get out there soon again. Yeah, Maybe go out to Australia for a visit or go back to Amsterdam, see your friends. That is a plan. 
that's one of my plans. <laughs> like you say, I need to get all the bureau or whoever to find out about this visa at the minute. Good. But as soon as as soon as I do know, I'll let you know. <laughs> Absolutely, do that. Awesome. All right, mate. Thanks for coming on. Nice one. No worries, mate. All right, cheers. Awesome. See you later, bro.